direct from outer space. It's Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater. What song does a star sing when it's all by itself? What sound does a comet make when it's flying around? And did you know that the sun enjoys playing the drums? And did you know that the moon has a favorite tune? Well, you might think that out space is a quiet place but there's a melody in all that astronomy well, I roam through galaxies looking for sounds that interest me there's too many to mention I just pay attention Songs and sounds, music and noise Can be as much fun as a box full of toys Songs and sounds, music and noise I'll catch them all with my lasso I'm Mary Farfisa. Today's episode, Lullaby and Good Night. Mary Farfisa and Briscoe are on a planet called Never Ever Ever. Mary and Briscoe only arrived last night, and they're already at the beginning of a very strange adventure. Do you want to know everything that happened to them on the planet Never Ever Ever? Very well then, children, I'll tell you. Mary and Briscoe arrived on Never Ever Ever just the other day. They landed in a thick, beautiful forest full of animals and birds and all the little houses and cabins that the people of Never Ever Ever live in. Mary and Briscoe have a house of their own that they take with them on their travels through space. They keep it in Briscoe's saddlebag. It's an inflatable house. Briscoe blows it up just like a balloon. It's a very comfy three-story, rainbow-colored inflatable house. Briscoe complains sometimes about having to blow it up. Oh, where's my inhaler? But Mary doesn't pay too much attention because Briscoe's a space horse and space horses have a reputation for being full of hot air. While Briscoe blew up the inflatable house, Mary walked in the woods and captured some sounds in her audio lasso. When Briscoe was finished blowing up the cozy inflatable house, they both went to their rooms to settle in and go to sleep. 
Briscoe stays up much later than Mary does, and Mary could hear Briscoe working in his room and talking to the chief listener by radio as she drifted off to sleep. The next morning, Mary woke up early, eager to find Briscoe and explore the woods and gather all sorts of songs and sounds and music and noise for the listeners. Briscoe! Briscoe, where are you? You're not still asleep, are you? He is still asleep. I can hear him snoring. He probably stayed up all night again, listening to records. Briscoe! He's lying down in front of his desk. He must have fallen asleep working on the sounds I caught in my lasso yesterday. Briscoe! 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 He won't wake up. Why is he so sleepy? He did blow up the inflatable house when we arrived on Never Ever Ever, but he's blown up the inflatable house hundreds of times, and it's never knocked him out like this. Briscoe! Hey! Briscoe! Maybe if I pull on his ears a little. Maybe if I jumped up and down on his tummy. Briscoe! waking up. Briscoe, someone's stealing all your records. Hmm, even that didn't work. I think something's wrong. Maybe I should call the chief listener on my helmet radio. <laughs> That's funny. I hear snoring. The chief listener's asleep too. Something's definitely wrong. But what? Maybe I should go look outside. Everything looks all right out here in the woods, but it's so quiet. And look over there, beneath that tree. All the birds are lying on the grass. Why are the birds sleeping too? Well, children, Mary Farfisa was very puzzled by what was going on on Never Ever Ever. Why had everything except her fallen asleep? She didn't know what to do, so she walked out into the woods to see if she could find an explanation there. She walked through the woods and then through a field of snoring flowers. Then she crossed a stream on a little wooden bridge. And then she walked through a grove of trees with bright orange and red buds popping out of their branches. And that's when she caught sight of a man standing in the forest, very still and listening and looking as if he was deep in thought. But he wasn't sleeping. He was wide awake. Who are you? Who am I? Who are you? And more importantly, why aren't you asleep? The man was tall and had silver hair, combed into a peak at each side of his head, like wings. He had penetrating blue eyes and bushy white eyebrows. He wore a gray cape and a rather elegant gray suit. I'm Mary Farfisa, and why should I be asleep? It's daytime and the sun is out. 
The funny thing is that everyone else on Never Ever Ever is asleep and not awake like me. Hmm. Well, you don't seem unintelligent, Mary Farfisa. Perhaps a little too trusting. I'd never tell a stranger my name right away. And by the way, not everyone on Never Ever Ever is asleep. Just anyone who's been in the path of a certain something. A certain something? Like what? Well, I don't know. Perhaps something like a little girl in a space helmet and a white dress and sparkly cowboy boots. A certain something like me? You think I'm making everyone fall asleep? Well, are you? You're the only creature I've come across on this planet that wasn't snoring like a sleeping rump snurdle. Perhaps you're a little white goblin who's not welcome in the world of the awake. Perhaps you're an irritated imp who's opposed to insomnia. But I'm not! And besides, what about you? You're awake. Why shouldn't I think you're the certain something making everything in its path fall asleep? You can think what you like, but I've come to figure out what's going on and put things to right. I certainly didn't cause the situation. Well, I can assure you that I am not a goblin or an imp, and I didn't cause the situation either. Oh, Tut, I know that. I was just teasing. Testing your mettle, as it were. No, no, I'm quite sure I know what sort of creature is at the bottom of this. You do? Of course. You'll find there's very little I don't know, Mary Farfisa. And if there is something I don't know, it won't be long until I find it out. So, what sort of creature is making everyone fall asleep? It's most definitely... A lullaby. A lullaby? That's right. But a lullaby is just a song. A song sung to put children to sleep. Lullabies don't make space horses go to sleep and not wake up when you shake them. Or pull on their ears a bit or jump on their tummy a little or tell them someone's stealing their record collection. And they can't go walking around the forest on their own after someone sung them. Of course they can! All songs take on a life of their own and travel around the universe doing as they please, just like you or I. Once a song is sung, it's a living thing, Mary. The only thing unusual about the lullaby, I suspect, is behind all this is how very powerful it must be. A lullaby that puts everything in its path to sleep. A sleep so deep that it can't be woke up from. A lullaby on the loose. Maybe you're right. I couldn't wake up Briscoe. And the chief listener was sleeping when I tried to call him, too. And he's thousands of galaxies away. What's a Briscoe? Briscoe is a space horse. He's my friend, and we work together. We were sent to Never Ever Ever by the chief listener to gather sounds for the listener's library. I round up sounds in my audio lasso, and Briscoe reassembles them if they're old sounds or ones that have faded away. Then we send the sounds to the chief listener. Well, it's quite obvious what happened then, isn't it? It is? Yes, it is. You accidentally captured the lullaby that's put everyone to sleep in your audio lasso. Your space horse reassembled that sound and played it for your chief listener. Upon hearing it, they both fell asleep, quite obvious. And what about the birds? And all the other animals asleep outside our inflatable house? They were put to sleep by the real thing, the lullaby itself, which is probably very close to us still. 
So why hasn't the lullaby put me to sleep? I suspect it has something to do with that helmet you're wearing. Hey! Fear not, Mary Farfisa. I am here to fix the problem. Who are you, anyway? Not who, how. I'm Handyman How. You can call me the Handyman. When something goes wrong with the universe, I show up and fix it. Handyman How? Handyman How. That's how, not why, not where, and definitely not who. Can I help you, Handyman How? I have to do something to help Briscoe and the chief listener. Well, I do usually work with an assistant. Very well. It's my real assistant's day off, so yes, Mary Farfisa, you can be my assistant today. Cool. Where do you come from, Handyman How? A long way off. A long way off from where? A long way off from anywhere. How did you get here? I came in the toolbox, naturally. The toolbox? Yes. Would you like to see it? Sure. Come along, then. The toolbox is just over there. Down the path, behind this grove of trees, and there, there it is. That's your spaceship? It's the toolbox. And yes, that's what I travel through space and time in. It looks like a big toolbox, except it has a door on it. It is a toolbox. A handyman has to have a toolbox. But why is your spaceship a toolbox? So I can have something to keep my tools in. The tools I use to fix things. Come inside. Come inside. I'll show you. Wipe your feet on that mat. It's so big inside. Much larger than it seems on the outside. Of course. My toolbox has to be big to hold all my tools. Look here. A giant hammer. It's the sonic hammer. And what's that over there? That's the sonic wrench. And, and what's that over there? The sonic saw. Do you have a sonic screwdriver? Sonic screwdriver? Don't be ridiculous. Why are your tools so big, Handyman How? The universe is a big place, Mary Farfisa. And when something goes wrong, it's a big job to fix it. Time goes out of alignment. Gravity breaks. The laws of physics get the hiccups. Those are big problems. And when those problems arise, it's time to call the Handyman. Mary realized that she had run into one of those very unique people you sometimes run into when you travel around in the universe. She knew that Handyman Howe was a very wise and very unusual person. She had a lot of questions for Handyman Howe. He only allowed the first few hundred questions, though, as they had an important mystery to solve. So they left the toolbox and set out into the forest to look for the lullaby. Handyman Howe didn't bring any of his remarkable tools with him, however. He said if he needed one, he simply had to whistle for it, and it would come. So they walked for a little while, and then... Handyman Howe, look! It's a house! But it looks like it's made from a giant shoe. It has a roof and a chimney and a garden around it. Yes, rather like the nursery rhyme. There 
once was a woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. When people visited, the woman was sweet, but no one wanted to come in. The house smelled like feet. That's not the way I heard it. Oh, you probably heard the giant's version. They hate to own up to their stinky feet. Look, there's a woman standing in the door of the shoe house, and she's awake. I wonder why. Oh, I don't wonder why. I know why. She's the one who sang the lullaby. She is? Lullabies don't work on the ones who sing them. And since I distinctly hear the sound of 20 or so children snoring in that shoe, while the woman who lives in that shoe is standing there wide awake in the doorway, it seems obvious that she is the singer of the song. Why would she want to sing a lullaby so strong that it puts everyone to sleep forever? Is she a witch? I don't think so. Look how upset she looks. I don't think she had any idea how powerful her lullaby was going to be. Yoo-hoo! Hello? Hello? Can you help me? Certainly, madam. That's what I'm here for. I'm Handyman Howe. I'm here to fix things, and this is my assistant for the day, Mary Farfisa. I put everyone to sleep, Handyman Howe. I didn't mean to do it. It was just that little boy of mine, Oswald. He's such a bad little boy. The worst of the 20 or so kids of mine. He never stops misbehaving. And the worst thing is, he hasn't slept a wink since the day he was born. He never goes to sleep? No. And the second I do, he gets into mischief. Come into the house and I'll show you. The woman led Mary Farfisa and Handyman Howe into the shoe that she and her children lived in. There were sleeping children scattered all about inside the shoe, sleeping peacefully and snoring loudly. She showed them a dog and a cat asleep by the fireplace. Look what little Oswald did to the dog and the cat. Their tails are tied together in a big knot. They've been like that since winter. I've done my best to undo the knot, but it's no use. I'll whistle for the sonic scissors. Handyman how? Just kidding. What sort of handyman would I be if I couldn't untie an untieable knot? You untied their tails! Just like that! That's amazing, Handyman How. The amazing is the ordinary for Handyman How. But that's only one example of the things little Oswald does. See the clocks? He took them apart and remade them so they'd only run backwards. You see how the walls are painted brown? That's not paint. It's peanut butter. He took all of the children's pajamas down to the stream and washed them. Well, that sounds helpful at least. The children were still in them. I tell you, I love the child, but I was at the end of my rope. I wanted one night, just one night, where the boy would go to sleep and give us some peace. So I racked my brain for a new lullaby. I prayed for an inspiration, an inspiration to think up the most irresistible sleep-inducing lullaby ever sung. 
And then, at last, it came to me. The perfect lullaby. I sang it to little Oswald, and it worked. It was wonderful at first, but then I realized that I couldn't wake the boy up again. And I put all the other children to sleep, too. And I can't wake them up, either. Oh, what have I done? I'm a monster. Posh, you're not a monster. I've dealt with plenty of monsters, and they don't cry over the things they've done. You're merely a nice woman who needed a break, who lives in a house that smells like feet. Thank you. So your theory was right, Handyman Howe. It is a lullaby that's making everyone fall asleep. Yes, a lullaby that turned out a bit more powerful than was necessary. How are we going to wake everyone up again, Handyman Howe? The first thing we need to do is find that lullaby. Come along, Mary. Back into the woods. So Mary Farfisa and Handyman Howe said goodbye to the woman in the shoe and headed back into the forest to look for the lullaby. Handyman Howe promised the woman that he would find the lullaby and bring it back to the shoe to wake up her children. They hadn't been searching the forest for very long when Mary saw someone walking up ahead. Look, Handyman Howe, there's someone over there, a girl, and she's awake. I don't see how she could be anything but awake with all that racket she's making. She is making a lot of noise, but that's because she has all those bells tied to her and all those pots and pans hanging from her belt and banging together. She's even got tin cans tied to her shoes. Do you think she's the lullaby handyman house? Let's find out. You there, you the noisy one. Could we have a word? Which word would you like, sir? There are quite a few to choose from. Or are you simply asking my name? I don't care so much about your name, but rather your nature. Are you a lullaby? As a matter of fact, I am! At least I'm half of one. Why, are you trying to get that little round-headed girl to go to sleep? Certainly not. She's of much more use awake. And I don't have a round head. It's my space helmet. Really? Hey! So it is. Just as well. I couldn't have put her to sleep anyway. But didn't you just say you were a lullaby? Half a lullaby. My sister Sleepy, she's the other half. She's the one that can put folks to sleep. I can only wake people up. The trouble is, I don't know where my sister is. You see, I've never actually met her. I showed up on Never Ever Ever a bit later than I should have. And now I can't find her. Hmm. This is very interesting. The lullaby we're looking for is twins. Your sister is the part of the lullaby that puts children to sleep. Yes, and I'm the part that wakes children up. That's why you're so noisy. Yep, she's that part that's all sweet and soothing and pretty and dreamy. And I'm the part that's all, hey, kid, wake up, dreamland's closed. Stop drooling on your pillow. Wake up and wipe your nose. Wakey, wakey. Yes, yes, we get the picture. You're the part that wakes children up. That's me, by the way. Wakey. Obviously, you can't wake anyone up by yourself. The twins need to be together for the wake-up part to work. So, we have to find Sleepy and get the two twins together. Then everyone can wake up. Exactly! Come along, Wakey. We'll help you find your sister. 
Farfisa and Handyman Howe and Wakey went further into the forest to find Sleepy, the other half of the Lullaby Twins. And after a little while, they found themselves in a very different part of the woods. We've wandered into a donut tree forest. All around them were tall trees topped with all sorts of giant donuts. Jelly donuts, frosted donuts with sprinkles, powdery sugar donuts, and twisty crullers for dipping in coffee or cocoa. Mary had been in a donut tree forest before on Fripple Pop 7 with Briscoe, but that donut tree forest was a noisy place. All the donut trees, who are notorious for not getting along with each other, were bickering and arguing and saying rude things. This donut tree forest was very quiet because all the donut trees were asleep. Watch your step, Mary. The cream-filled donut tree has fallen asleep with his mouth open. And he's dribbled custard all over the forest floor. He's not the only one. Look up ahead. The jelly donut trees have oozed out a whole swamp of sticky jelly. It was true. And as Mary, Handyman Howe, and Wakey walked closer to the edge of the swamp of sticky jelly, they saw that there was a girl stuck in it. She had long blue hair and pale blue skin, and she wore a soft charcoal-colored gown with small yellow stars woven on it. She was struggling to get free of the jelly and not having any success at all. But when she saw Mary, Handyman Howe, and Wakey approaching, she shouted to them, No! Don't come any closer. Stay back! That's her! I knew it! That's my sister, Sleepy! Don't come any closer. Anything that gets close to me falls asleep. And then they can't wake up. You needn't worry about that with the three of us. This little girl has a radiophonic and space helmet on. I am a being far too advanced to fall prey to such things as lullabies. And this noisy girl was meant to be close to you from the start. I don't know what you mean by that look. What I did to the woman in the shoes, little boy. I put him to sleep, and all his brothers and sisters too. And now his mother can't wake any of them up again. That's horrible. I'm the worst creature in the universe. Nonsense. I've met the worst creature in the universe, and you don't even come close. That may be, but I'm still pretty bad. I've made this whole forest fall asleep. Everywhere I go, it's lights out. So, you haven't been trying to put the forest to sleep? You've just been trying to run away to where there's no one else to hear you. That's right.
But everywhere I go, there's someone, and they fall asleep as soon as I come near. I don't even have to sing. All I have to do is come near them, and out they go. You should just let me sink into this jelly swamp forever. No way, sis! I'm gonna pull you right out of there! Oh, you shouldn't grab my arm like that. You'll be asleep in no time. Do I look drowsy? Am I yawning? No way, sis! You don't have any power over me. Why do you keep calling me sis? My name is Sleepy. And my name's Wakey. I call you sis because we're sisters. We're twins. We're two parts of the same lullaby. We're twins? Right. I'm the wake-up part of the lullaby. You and I are one lullaby split in two. Your job is to put them to sleep. My job is to wake them up again. And what we're going to do is pluck you out of that jelly, clean you up a bit, and then set you and your sister off together to wake everyone you've put to sleep. Easier said than done, she's really stuck. Mary and I are both pulling now, and we can't get sleepy. I'm stuck from the jelly. Much easier done than said. I've got just the tool for the job. What tool are you whistling for, Handyman How? The sonic pliers. You know what pliers are, don't you, children? Pliers are the tool that's used for grabbing things tight and pulling things out, like a nail from out of the wall. Handyman Howe's sonic pliers flew from out of his toolbox. It sailed through the forest and found them at the edge of the jelly swamp. Floating in the air, it pinched the top of Sleepy's head in its grippers. Ouch. Then it pulled. And pulled till finally Sleepy popped right out of the jelly swamp. Ah, there we are, twins reunited and ready to go back the way we came to the house of the woman in the shoe and back through the woods and to Mary Farfisa's inflatable house and everywhere else Sleepy's been to wake everyone up again. Handyman How, you really fixed everything. Of course, that's what I do. And you were a very worthy assistant, Mary Farfisa. After they cleaned Sleepy up a bit, they did everything just as Handyman Howe had said, and the forest of never, ever, ever woke up again. Mary wanted to introduce Handyman Howe to Briscoe, but Handyman Howe said he had urgent business in another galaxy. Something about all the stars turning into popcorn. He'd have to meet Briscoe some other time. Handyman Howe got into the toolbox and vanished into space and time. So Mary went back to the inflatable house and found Briscoe awake and very well rested, making pancakes in the inflatable kitchen. Briscoe, you're awake! I am, and I feel so well rested. But I had the strangest dream. You did? First, 
I dreamed that there was a little white goblin pulling on my ears. Oh, really? Then I dreamed that there was an imp with a big round head jumping up and down on my tummy. Oh, goodness! Then I dreamed that someone was stealing all of my records. Wow, those sure are funny dreams. I wonder why you dreamed all that. Oh, there's no telling with dreams, Mary. I'm just glad I'm awake. Me too. What have you been up to? Oh, I've been out in the woods fixing some things. What would need fixing out in the woods? It looks like a splendid day out there. Sorry, uh, today's episode of Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater, Lullaby and Goodnight, was written and produced by Jim Sheff. Kara Albach played the role of Mary Farfisa. Leslie Baker played the role of the woman in the shoe. Jim Sheff played the role of Briscoe the Space Horse. Jamie Hasapis played the role of Handyman Howe. Katie King played the role of Sleepy. April Stalder played the role of Wakey. Mary Farfisa and today's Mary Farfisa's Outer Space Radio Theater Adventure are copyright 2017 by Jim Sheff, all rights reserved. <laughs>